Okay, listen. It's coming. I can hear it. There we go. Okay, everybody knows that. Now you turn it down, but you can still play it in the background. That's the theme for Mission Impossible. By the way, one of the most recognizable musical motifs ever written. Okay? It was written in three minutes by Lalo Schifrin back in 1967. Tom Cruise was only four years old. What's cool about it for musicians, it's in 5-4 time. Ask a musician what that means. And it's been used in the Simpson movies, Wayne's World, Star, uh, Shrek 2, and Paddington. And of course, Mission Impossible. The gospel lesson today, Jesus does the impossible. And there's a lesson here for you and me. So be very careful when you say something can't be done. I am sure that's what the disciples of Jesus thought, that he was in over his head that day when he set out to feed a multitude of 5,000 men and women and children also with only five loaves of bread and two fish. The disciples surely said to themselves, it can't be done. Impossible. And you think about that word, can't be done. It's true. No matter what we try to accomplish in life, there's always someone saying it can't be done. You can't do that. You can't lose that weight or you can't break that bad habit. Or you can't get that job you want, or you can't make that marriage work, or you really can't change. And because we listen to people who say it can't be done, we give up before the victory is ours. It's true in every area of life. But how does an athlete advance to the podium? Well, he or she thinks winning thoughts. Then that athlete doesn't just think the thoughts, They take the steps he or she need to accomplish that goal. And if you watch interviews after athletes win the gold medal, and they did this survey, it's quite fascinating, many gold medalists interviewed after say, yeah, I knew I could win. Many of those who won silver or bronze interviewed afterwards say, I was just trying to do my best. Sometimes people send me inspirational stories, and I actually had a video, actual video clip of this, but it, it didn't work in the sanctuary, so I'll figure it out. You just have to go with the story and picture it. And I probably saved it because it was a, a story of, well, a shorter man. Take. Okay. His name was Franklin Jacobs. He was one of the U.S. premier high jumpers years back. He stood five foot eight inches tall. People have been asking me one basic question. 
how can a guy 5'8 jump 23 and a half inches over his head? That's two feet over his head. Quite honestly, says Jacob, I never thought of myself as being small. Height to me is just a relative thing. When I approach that bar, I think I'm 6'6". Well, he became part of the Guinness Book of World Records for jumping the highest amount above his own height. Amazing. But he didn't listen to people who said he couldn't do it. The disciples of Jesus were focusing on their problems, not their possibilities. Jesus told them to give the crowd something to eat, and they said, we have here only, only five loaves and two fish. And we would do the same, wouldn't we? I mean, we're no different than David's brothers. Do you remember the story of David and Goliath? David's brothers were afraid of Goliath. They figured Goliath was too big to hit. David, on the other hand, was positive and knew that Goliath was too big to miss. The brothers compared Goliath's size to their own, which made Goliath awfully big. David compared Goliath to God, which made Goliath awfully small. Big difference. Why is it that we always seem to be doubting the power of God? Especially when we're living on the other side of the greatest miracle of all. The resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We know what God can do. We sit in church and we hear about it every week. The disciples were eyewitnesses to what God was doing. And they led the early church. They looked for and saw what God was doing. Can we do the same? Maybe we need to get back to our roots and believe that God can do the impossible, even with us. Did Jesus ask the disciples what they had to work with? No, he didn't. Did he ask them if any of them had any experience in the catering large crowd business? No. Jesus knew that no task undertaken at God's command is impossible. It matters not how big or small the task may be. If God tells us to go out and feed a hungry world, not only with physical bread, but also with the bread of life, which is the word of God, is that impossible? No. If Christ tells us to make disciples of all nations, is that impossible? No. If the Holy Spirit moves in our hearts and tells us that there are things we can do to bring people to faith, is that impossible? No. No task undertaken at God's command is impossible because our God is a God of miracles. Our God can take the dust of the ground and fashion it into a living human being. That's what our God can do. Jesus took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up toward heaven, he blessed them. And breaking the bread, he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave to the multitudes. 
And they all ate. And according to Matthew's gospel, they were all satisfied. 5,000 men, an untold number of women and children, and they all had plenty to eat. Impossible. But somehow, some way, it happened. And people were fed, and everyone had plenty to eat, basketful of leftovers. I find it fascinating that this miracle was not born out of necessity. I mean, the crowds wouldn't have starved to death. They were hungry. The disciples logically wanted to send them away because it was getting late. And Jesus wanted to teach them some more. There's a lesson in that for us. And boy, did they get a lesson. Jesus wanted to teach people. That's, that's why we come to church every week, because Jesus wants to teach you. He wants to teach us, and he wants to empower us for a life of incredible things. Here's the point of the story for our lives. Trust God. Trust God. God is a God of miracles. God can take a very little and make it into much. And if God commands it, then God can accomplish it. He took on, God did, the frailty of human flesh. And through it, he saved the world from sin. He took the simple elements of bread and wine and through it he gave to us the Lord's Supper where we receive the forgiveness of sins, life and salvation. God took 12 ordinary men, gave them a purpose and gave them power and sent them out into a hostile world on an impossible mission. Did they give up? Nope. Did they give in? Nope. Did they give way? Nope. They trusted God. And sure, it took courage. And sure, it took determination. And sure, it took sacrifice. But more than anything else, it took trust. Trust that God was going to provide. Trust in the God who fed, they saw it firsthand, 5,000 with two fish and five loaves of bread. And you know, because of the faith of the early Christians, and Christians just like them throughout history, the Great Commission to go and make disciples of all nations and baptize and teach them to obey everything Christ commanded, it's being fulfilled to this very day as the Word of God is being preached to you and through you. You have a God who takes care of your every need. You've got to trust Him. And he wants to do the same for every other person in this world. And you know, there's a lot of people are searching. They're searching for meaning. They're searching for purpose. They're searching for love. They're searching for belonging. They're searching for peace and for joy, for answers, for deliverance, for salvation. And we need to see that in every situation we encounter in life, there God is. And sometimes our problems are insurmountable and overwhelming and they block out our view of God. But yet God is there. He is there with us. Feeding 5,000 plus people on the spur of the moment. Insurmountable problem, but not for God. He's in the picture. Take our eyes off Jesus Focus only on our problems? Yeah, 
No wonder the problems look so big. We need to see life and all the circumstances and situations that we face with God as part of them. God is our provider. Do you dream about a better future? And in your dreams, do you see God there in the midst of that future? It's a good question to ask. It will be a better future if you see God there. He calls us to follow him in his mission. Not just watch from a distance and not just listen, but be a part of. And I find it interesting that the disciples wanted to send the crowd away, but Jesus wanted them to stay, to stay and listen to him. And I find it interesting that Jesus had the disciples pass out the food to all the people. He wants them to be involved. Jesus wants us to witness his power and then to be a part of his power. If you doubt whether or not God can use little, little you to do great things, then perhaps it's time that you pray. God, use me. Use my life to love and serve others. Supersize my life in order to make others happy through the forgiveness Christ won for us all. Amen.